Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Pashy, otherwise known as the other guy, and you're tuned into Blue Gold Radio Sunday on 89.7. This is The, the Myth Fits. I'm your host Jack Pashy. And I'm Madeline Vetter, his better half. Probably true. For those of you who don't know, Maddie, Maddie and I are in a relationship, and what? she definitely is the, the, the better half of us. What? Yeah. We, we are? Yeah. Oh god, I have to fill up for over two years. Oh, that that explains why you're in my house all the time. It's because we live together. Oh, yeah. I, I should call my I should call my mom after this. Your your mother and I were talking about like Christmas plans. Oh, everything. You're the Jack he's been telling yeah. you about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that uh, mystery has been solved. Thank you for coming to our show today. No, no, no. That's all we got. This week on The Misfits, I've got a real doozy for you, my love. Mm. Imagine, if you will, you are an ancient Greek peasant. I don't have to imagine. I'm, I'm practically there. All right. Imagine it's a Tuesday for you then. You are walking down the street down a long winding path just outside of your city-state. Unrealistic, I would Uber. <laughs> and you have a cart full of yams or something. My cabbages. I don't think cabbages come from Greek areas, but you're missing the metaphor here. <laughs> you're or not even a metaphor, you're missing the story here. So you're, you're a Greek peasant, you got a cart full of cabbages, I guess. And you're walking down the street, and suddenly you hear a voice. Mm. A thick, rich voice. Unrealistic, I have AirPods in. You're really ruining this for me. I try. It's not hard. <laughs> now, you, in a panic, turn to look, sitting upon a rock, paws crossed, a half-human, half-lion-like creature that asks you a riddle. Okay. If you get it right, they will reveal the secrets of your empire to you, and you could become the next king. Mm. Get it wrong, and you're horribly mauled and eaten alive. I have a question. Um, I don't remember signing up for this. <laughs> I didn't see a sign that says, walk this way to either prosper or perish. Um, even in Squid Game, they kind of ask you ahead of time if you want to go for it or not. And they give you an option later on. This is. I didn't get an option. This is totalitarian. Totalitarian. Is it? Hmm. It's, it's dictator Squid Game. More than Squid Game already kind of is about. But that's not what we're yep. talking about. You're really. You're missing the point here. What we're talking about today is a sphinx. Oh. Now sphinxes are a very interesting creature. Um. What do you know about them, baby? Um. Well, first of all, my understanding is more Egyptian than Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen a ton of visuals of them. Moreover, just like large hoodie tads with human faces. Um, kind of creepy. Um, I do like riddles. I do like riddles. I'm not good at them, but I like them. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I don't. I guess I have heard just kind of the basics of like they'll tell you riddle and if you get it wrong you die i guess i haven't heard of them knowing all of the secrets 
guess I just heard the bad parts of, yeah, you'll probably just die. I know that they were in the Harry Potter fourth book, but no one likes to talk about that, which is unfortunate. Okay, well, let me let me start out by saying something here. Part of why you may not know what they look like outside of that generic description is, there's actually five different types of oh. sphinxes. And while, yes, you're correct, a lot of people associate the Sphinx with Egyptian mythology, it actually is yeah. also Greco-Roman. Mm. So, a little history context for you. The Greeks and the Romans, obviously the Romans take a lot of the mythology from the Greeks and sort of call it their own. Just a little bit of cultural appropriation. Maybe a teensy bit there. Yep. But the Greeks and the Egyptians have sort of interculturally mixed for effectively thousands of years. Thank you, Cleopatra. Um, no, that's the Romans. Cleopatra marries Julius Caesar. It's all Greek to me. <laughs> that would be a very common uh, historical Oops. opinion to take, but inaccurate. <laughs> now, the Greeks and Egyptians, both interracially and interculturally, have been exchanging for hundreds of years. And uh, what we see is a lot of overlap on their mythology. Part of that overlap comes in the form of sphinxes. Now, there are sphinxes in many famous stories. Some of the origin stories of the Egyptian faith involve sphinxes. Many of their like kings and champions in their lore and mythology are given their power because they solve a sphinx's riddle. Think about like Oedipus from the Greek mythology. He solves the sphinx's riddles. Um, <clears throat> several other ancient Greek heroes do it too. And so they're a really important deal. <laughs> The thing not a lot of people remember in the modern world is there's five different types, and we're gonna quickly go over that today. You have Andreo Sphinxes, Cairo Sphinxes, Ginasso Sphinxes, and Heracoso Sphinxes. Okay, am I allowed to, are these all just different based on how they look? Is that the only difference? No, Ooh. they are different in many ways. And so we'll briefly go over that here. I need a chart. There are some interesting charts you can pull up. But for general a general point here, Andrew Sphinxes are male exclusively. They're sort of um, they're not the brightest. They're a little more animalistic. They still do the riddle thing, but they're kind of one of the bigger sources of they want to eat you if you get question. it wrong. <laughs> are the are their riddles more of like what has lots of claws and is hungry? This guy. There is you. actually <laughs> there is an Egyptian myth where Sphinx that is the Sphinx and Andrew gives somebody oh before it mauls them to death. And the person doesn't get it right because he's hoping if he doesn't say the creature, he'll laugh at him because he yeah. tries to make a joke. And the Sphinx is like, ha 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 ha, your flesh is mine. Oh god. So yep. wait, if he answered it correctly. It probably still would have eaten him. Okay, yeah, I'm sick of these guys. So, so there's there's some lean way on if the Sphinx honors it. Andrew Sphinxes, and we'll get later into, I think it's specifically the Herakosis Sphinx. Mm -hmm. The Herakosis especially is not, they, they miss the whole honorable mark. Oh, they're, they're kind of just rude. I mean, it's already kind of dishonorable for you to be walking down the street and then, like, Pokemon battle music starts playing and they're like, answer my riddle or I eat you and there's no way out of this. Yeah. Like. So, Andrew Sphinxes are kind of your typical description. They have a human face on the body of a lion. Um, and there are some other qualities that are a little bit more humanistic. Um, they're supposed to have thick, rich voices, um, sort of a menacing-like presence. 
So for all of our listeners back home, I want you to know that Jack is in fact just a sphinx, but you cannot tell because it's radio. And most of the time he's in the booth alone. And so I might not make it to the next episode. I might become Whisker Lickens. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, after the Andreal Sphinx, we come to the Kainos Sphinx, which I apologize if I'm mispronouncing this. My Greek is uh, a little outdated. <laughs> I haven't studied any Greek language since freshman year, about four years ago. Oh, yes. I remember it well. Freshman year in the Colosseum. Not exactly. <laughs> I had to take a Greek history class. Um, these are kind of interesting. The Kainos Sphinx is different because it doesn't have human qualities. Other oh. than it can speak in a human voice. It has the head of a ram. So it has oh. two curved horns and the face of a goat. These are often considered some of the most powerful of the sphinxes because they are they can see the future. So, so far these are both the Greek ones, right? Yeah, all of these are overlapping. Oh, okay. So the Greeks and the Egyptians both have these. Okay, and then the Romans are just like slowly shoveling their mythology into the theirs. The Romans, yeah, they, they kind of take some of this. It's a little bit messier with them. They kind of create some third-party sphinxes that aren't typically accepted into mythology. I would like to just say that I think Romans are kind of the epitome of, yes, you can copy my homework, but you have to change it a little bit, and they, yeah. they don't do it. Yes. Now, the Cryo Sphinx is responsible for time. Okay. They can see the future, they can see the past, and they're often fortune tellers. So ancient empires would like seek them out to try and like see the outcome of battles mm -hmm. and to plot around these things. Um, they don't they don't really do the whole how do I put this? It's probably less about riddles and you have to sort of bring them a prophecy or knowledge itself to show that you're like somebody who already is interested in studying the impossible and their bodies aren't necessarily lion-like. They're almost more falcon-like. They have wings and are so, often seen flying. So these are more like a hippogoat, like instead of a hippogriff? Yeah, like a hippogoat, weirdly, <laughs> is accurate. I told you, the Egyptians, they love to just Venn diagram their critters. Yes, oh. they still will eat you but there are far less myths of involving them where they eat people it's more along the lines of they may eat like uh, a sacrifice of like the king's prized horse okay. or like a sacred cow interesting they're still carnivorous though with goat faces i don't like that at all it's kind of terrifying i'm also just thinking about it like now that you mention it that all these sphinxes have so much knowledge and want you to solve their riddles if you guys know so much Go find where a ham is going to fall off the back of a cart or something. Leave me out of it. I, yeah. You can foretell think. everything. Oh, my God. I should note they're also only male. All of these? All of them. Oh. Finally, moving on now to the gyno sphinx, I think is how you say it. These are the female sphinxes. So these are super smart. They're really wise. They don't eat people usually. Um, they want to be air quote fed knowledge wisdom secrets um they are usually looking for andrio sphinxes just like andrio sphinxes <laughs> are looking for them to mate because these are okay. the only females so of all sphinxes you're telling me that both of these critters have just so much knowledge and power and they haven't invented tinder tinder correct that is yep and they so don't know where one of are. their favorite secrets that we'll get into is knowledge of where they can find a mate. Okay. 
Um, they prefer the Kainos Sphinx because they're considered like the most powerful Sphinx. Oh wait, so these female Gynosphinxes are looking for any of these other They're looking for usually anybody except for the last type of Sphinx that we'll get to here in a second because they're evil. The Gynosphinx is regarded as a very good creature. Like they're they're civil, they enjoy conversations, Mm -hmm. they like human beings by and large. They just hate arrogant people. And so they'll maul arrogant people or people who try and sort of stiff them on a deal. That's just in, dear listeners. Um, Jack is either going to get romanced by a sphinx or eaten by one. We will find out. Tune in. Yes. And so they're they're kind of cool. They they just kind of vibe. Um, and again, they're sometimes air quote advisors to like a royal family line or something, which is cool. And then our last sphinx here is kind of the evil uh, option, Tell the Hikari- the Heracosis sphinx. The hold on. Hera. Hera. Kos. Kos. Sphinx. Hera Kos Sphinx. Bless you. Mm-hmm. Very Greek. <laughs> also, I think a little North African because it it proceeds with the Hera, but it's spelled H I E R. Interesting. Which is we're kind of we're getting to the center of the Venn diagram between the two. A little bit. Um, the emo cousin sphinx. Well, these are the emo ones. So they don't have any human qualities other than they can imitate human voice. Creepy. They have the heads of hawks. They have jet black wings and bodies. Um, but they're lion-esque. Um, and their tail, this is kind of where it overlaps with the origin story of chimeras, which we mm-hmm. haven't even talked about yet. Sometimes is a cobra. So this is an almost like african take because a lot of the snake tales come from more african myths that overlap with greek yeah. and roman stuff um I think they don't do much. riddles they pretend to do riddles they pretend to be other sphinxes um and then they just eat people that is really rude um <laughs> and they they let's say are fans of um assaults both on humans and other sphinxes so you're telling me not only will they hide in an alley and say, hey, you want to answer a riddle, kid? But then when you're halfway through it, they'll just stab you in the kidneys? Yes, or <laughs> um, there's a couple of myths involving them where the the protagonist answers the riddle, and then it's a curse, or it's forbidden knowledge and drives them insane. So then the, the hero goes home and kills their family. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. First of all, um, question number one. Uh, what is the actual technical difference between a chimera and a sphinx? Because this sounds... I thought a sphinx definition was just, you know, human cat. It usually is, but I think it deals more with prophecy and foresight. But this last one is just a jerk. Correct. But if you get the riddle correct on an evil sphinx, specifically the Andrio and the Carino sphinx, or that Heracosis Sphinx. It'll knock you up before it stabs you in the kidneys. No, they oh. die. A what? Yes. So if you guess an I'll evil Sphinx's riddle correctly, it turns to dust or it has to eat its own heart out. This all just seems very high stakes for no Correct. reason. Correct. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm never getting groceries again. So unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week. But if you're interested and you don't want to turn to dust, don't go answering any riddles from strange cat people and tune in again next Sunday. I don't think you have a choice. Just don't leave your house and don't let sphinxes in your house. Don't talk to your cat. Meow.
Yeah. Have a nice <laughs> night, everybody. See you next time. <laughs>